0: Welcome into Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts with CPA and personal financial specialist Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey gang, welcome into Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. It's Mark and Phil back again to talk investing, finance, and retirement. I really should start saying Phil and Mark. It's your show. Uh, I'm the host, but I don't know. It's uh, it's must be alphabetical. It's just the way.
1: Uh, there you go. Just way it flows it off, off the, the tongue. tongue. You know.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. Uh, we're going to talk about money mistakes. Uh, and, uh, and hopefully ways to avoid some of those, yep. um, you know, cause we're all going to make them. I think it was, gonna make them uh, so. it was, oh yeah. El- I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt who said, learn from the mistakes of others. Cause you won't live long enough to make them all yourself.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> and it's Just, not as costly if you let somebody else yeah, make the mistake yeah. and you learn from that. So
0: yeah. Which is a pretty but, good quote really, when you think about it, it, it is, uh, so I got a couple Phil, I want to go through, right. Sure. Uh, you doing all right, by the way, I'm doing good. Doing, doing good this doing week. Yeah. 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 Inching our inching our way closer to Halloween. So. It's
1: crazy, crazy. Ha- Halloween time. Once that hits, it's like the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, boom, and then before you know it, we're onto the New Year. So it's just nuts. yeah, year,
0: I know, crazy. um I got a few I want to go through sure. on some of these uh, money mistakes, and these are things where you know people again they they've made this mistake and they're like, oh, I really wish I hadn't done that. So you know, oftentimes when we're doing stuff on the podcast, it's it's. You know, we take email questions, or we or we do scenarios, or various different things that we're talking about. Because if it's happening to one person, it's probably happening to other people as well, right? Especially financially. Uh, so there's a lot of things where we kind of step in the the muck, and, uh, and and wish we wouldn't have, right? So let's start with uh with one that maybe doesn't get talked doesn't get used a lot or talked about a lot, but I know that anytime I talk it to an advisor, they all they almost always uniformly say this is the last option they would ever recommend to someone if they need to access money for a reason. And that's premature IRA withdrawals. Like, let's find another way to do this other than this. Why is that?
1: I mean, it's the downside of taking money from an IRA just in general is, number one, it's taxable. Right. So, I mean, that's so especially if you're continuing to work, you know, so you always have to kind of map out your tax scenario. If you're working and you take money out of an IRA, well, that's extra income on top of what you've already earned. So if you think of how the tax brackets work, right, it just gets stacked on top, you know, so it might push you into another bracket. So, I mean, that's taking money from an IRA from that aspect is bad enough. But then kind of a a double edged sword in this is if you're under age 59 and a half, the IRS doesn't want you to do this. This is meant for retirement. So their way of discouraging it is there's a 10 percent penalty on top of that. You know, so I mean, if you're in the 22 percent bracket, well, you're tax rate effectively and penalty on that distribution is 32%. So that's a, you're losing a third, of, third of the money. Yeah. So, and you're losing growth potential. So it's, it's really, a, it's gone, right? You can't put that money yeah. back. So, well, yeah, it's very, really kind of a triple yeah, very limited ways that it can go back very strict timelines, but it, it in gotcha. general, it's something to your point, very, very last resort of uh, uh, where you would want to go okay. to try to get that money. So,
0: and if you're if you're sitting there going, well, I've I've got to have there's something's come up, I, an emergency, and this honestly, Phil, this is the reason why an emergency fund is important. One of the, we've talked about it, we've done 200 plus podcasts, and it's one reason we talk about it yeah. often. If you had the emergency fund, you might not had to done right. this, right?
1: So plan for that emergency somewhere, whether it's an emergency fund, you know, whether that's having a home equity line available. I mean, it's a great option to have because then if something, I mean, comes yeah, up, rates are
0: higher right now, but who cares? Still. If, you're,
1: if you're not using it, then and even if rates are higher, okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm having to pay a eight or even a let's nine percent interest rate on a home equity loan. Well, nine percent mm-hmm. compared to thirty three percent or thirty two percent, it's you know, <laughs> right. still a whole lot cheaper.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, look at there yeah, doing the math, right? you know. So,
1: so having some kind of an option kind of pre-thought out before you get yourself backed into a corner where hey I've you know whatever it is the the roof's leaking I've got to replace it I don't have the money I've got to have the money in the next two weeks. Well not a real good option to have but
0: so so that's the mistake. The the how to avoid it is get an emergency fund.
1: Right. Get an emergency fund or have a plan for that, whether that's an actual fund in the bank or some investment or having a line of credit or something available that at least buys you time. So you're not getting backed into the corner that, okay, I've got the money now. How do I get it paid
0: for? Gotcha. All right. Let's do number two. So, number two yeah. is lifestyle creep. And so if you've ever worked on a project or anything, there's always something, oh, yeah. you know, uh, builders and, and folks, that contractors. I know there's something called scope creep. Uh, yep. And the yep. scope of the project continues to grow. Well, lifestyle creep is kind of similar, but like, if you think about the fact that, so for, for myself, for example, Phil, you know, I'm, I'm 52, the kid's been out of the house for a couple of years now, a number of years, my wife and I are, you know, in our peak earning years, right. All those things we've talked about before. And so, you know, you say, I- I'm going to get this, or I'm going to do that for myself, or I'm going to treat myself with this, or, or even the little things, like the other day I was sitting there going, how many streaming services do I need? Right. So, <laughs> But because look at your
1: credit card bill, all the all the subscription yeah, fees. You know? But
0: but because you ha- you're making more, you're kind of like, eh, well, it's only fourteen. It's, it's no only deal. It's yeah. only another fourteen ninety nine a month. I want to kind of check this out, yeah. or whatever the case is, right? Well, it starts to creep up on you, and somewhere right. down the street is the older version of you waving and going, oh, don't spend all my money before I'm, before I'm old, right?
1: That's right. Yeah don't so, don't forget your future self, right? When you're in those peak earning years, yeah. You know, so uh, as you're earnings have grown, you know, yeah, you can enjoy some of that for sure. sure. You, know, you worked there's, hard. There's no, a little yeah, You worked hard to get there, but don't spend it all and think, you know, well, I'm, I, you know, putting in my 10000 a year into the IRA or whatever it is, you know, if you're increasing your income, start increasing that savings because the reality is this. Yeah, you're increasing your lifestyle today. You're getting accustomed to that. So what does retirement now look like? I mean, if, if you're accustomed to this higher level of lifestyle now, then retirement's going to be much more expensive. So you better have much more saved to plan for that. So,
0: think about it like our waistline, Phil, right? So we're you know right. it, you know if we're in our fifties, you go you know I really want to make some brownies. I'm going to have some brownies, and it's that's like right. okay, well just just have one, you know. Yeah. Don't have two or three like you might have done when you were younger or something like that, right? Yeah, the first kind cookie's of thing.
1: good, and that was great. I have another, you know, I still got some milk left, so I better have the third one now. So. That,
0: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So think of it the same way, right? We don't want to expand too much in that regard. while we don't want to you know spend too much. Uh, from our future. self. not that, again, not that the treats bad, right. Not that the cookie's right. bad, have a cookie right. once in a while, right. right. Just don't have, you know, four or five cookies uh, per it's se. It's like
1: everything, everything in life. There's a balance, right. I mean, I've yeah, seen people go too much yeah. the other direction too, where it's like, no, nope, we're going to, you know, not increase lifestyle at all. We're going to save all, which there's nothing wrong with that either. Maybe in doing that, it gives you more options because now you can maybe retire early because you've accumulated more. That's very true. But um, the the flip side is probably the worst type scenario where you're spending too much and and you lifestyle all of a sudden changes two, three, four years down the road. Maybe the job changes, whatever it is. And now you don't have that income and lifestyle and. You know,
0: well, I think balance is yeah. I think balance is definitely going to be the key to most of these. So let's go to the third one because balance sure. certainly fits for this one as well. Uh, and that is paying too much for your kids' tuition and then sacrificing your retirement because you can't finance retirement, right? No. So, and I get it. Look, we all want to help our kids and stuff, but there you have got to like for the folks that are like anything and everything to make my kids' life easier. That is that's fine to a point, but there comes a time in life where you have to realize think about it like this. Like if, if you if your kid was at home, you know, 19, 20, 22, 23 years old and you're like, dang, they need to get out of my house and get off my couch. Well, you're going to be on their couch, you know, 20 years later if you sacrifice too much. So you've got to find that balance, right, Phil, of don't sacrifice your retirement to help your kids because you're not doing either one of you really a benefit.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Cause I mean, it's, it's a pro and a con, you know, it, it, and a lot of it comes down to preference. I, I get it. I work with a lot of clients. I do and, too. You know, hey, yeah. you know, my parents helped me out. I didn't, I got out of college with no college debt and I want to give my, my kids that kind of head up. You know, my, but it's I, a different world right now too. I, I mean, it's a much different world. I mean, college costs today are, are astronomical, you know, right. um, 40
0: times what it might have been, you know, 30 years right. ago. Right.
1: So it, it's, it's not wrong to do it, but just understand. Go into it eyes wide open, right? That might be an aspiration that yes, you'd love to pay for them, you know, all their college debt, so they had okay. nothing, no debt when they come out of college and they could start with. That's a clean the retirement
0: suit. goal. That's awesome. But the money doesn't it, the money doesn't justify it. Then you can't do right. it. So run, then find run the it, math right? out to
1: see. Okay, if I do that, this is what that looks like. I'm spending 20, 30, 40 a year for the next four, five years because most kids don't graduate in four years. Now it's at least five. You know, so Oof. what does that look like? And, and where does that then leave you from a, a retirement standpoint? You yeah. know, if you're okay yeah. saying, well, if I do that, well, I might not be able to retire until I'm 70 you know, or 75 because I've got to work those yeah. extra years to kind of catch up. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Again, yeah. it's, it, it's make going that, in.
0: Make that informed decision. Yeah. Make the informed decision, not just. You know, I'm just going to, you know, especially like it, cause it's easy. The kids are like, Hey mom, dad, can you give me a hand? We, we all go. Sure. Yep. No problem. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. But at some point you have to really watch those purse strings because it can get out of control, especially right now when things are so out of control.
1: Right. And I mean, you know, your, your kids, the best, and everyone's approach is different, but I mean, personally, our approach has been, we, we paid for a lot of it, but we wanted to make sure that our kids had some skin in the game, so to speak.
0: Right. Yep.
1: Yep. I mean, because that way they, they took it a little bit more serious maybe and, and, you know, if, if there was a way to get it done in four years versus five, well, knowing that, hey, if I, you know, have this amount of debt when I come out versus this, I mean, this is some reality. So it, it starts to bring them into adulthood and the reality of, you know, the, the cost of the decisions and and that early on. So, I mean, there's really nothing wrong with that. I understand. Yeah. You want to, for sure.
0: I mean, we did this. Yeah. We did the same thing. Like she, she took it upon herself. She's like, Hey, I can go to this early college. I can go to this high school. She changed. She didn't go to the high school with her friends. She switched and and applied and went to a different high school where when she graduated, she had a two years associates degree. So that when she went to college, she only had to do two more years to get her full four years. Uh, and so instead of having to sp- pen, uh, spend for four years only two. at the yeah. major university, she only had to spend for two and that was her choice. That was her decision with a little bit of, uh, research and it was like, great, yeah. you know, so that was already a proactive step to save us money. And then we helped her and so on and so forth. So it, it, again, it balance. it's all about right? balance
1: and informed decisions, right? No, no going in yeah, what this looks exactly. like and, and then make a decision based on that. So,
0: okay. Number four, uh, I want to retire early. I did retire early and now I'm going broke fast. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, so longevity yep. risk. Okay. We've talked about it a, a ton of times, it's the great risk multiplier to. Uh, stock market risk and taxation risk and all these other risks. Right. Well, if you retire early, it's almost like longevity risk on steroids because you're adding more, you know, and years to it and spending sooner.
1: I mean, the longevity is something you you don't have a lot of control of, you know, I mean, it's family history, whatever it is, but but this you do. Right. So, I mean, if you retire at 55 versus 65 or 70 or whatever the number is, I mean, that's 10 mm-hmm. years early. And, and those are a lot of times in the more peak earning years. So you're cutting those out. Yeah. Not to say it can't be yeah. done. And key it metrics. Absolutely can be done.
0: No, no. But key metrics to think about is that. Right. That's yep. one, right? Your peak earning years. But also like the the Medicare or the medical side of things, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, med- medical is probably one of the biggest pieces of it. Because if you're retiring pre-65, and, and this is a discussion we have with clients all the time, now healthcare is on you, yeah. you know, and you're you're in the marketplace, yeah. po- probably, you know, buying it on your own. So for a married couple today, not uncommon to pay fifteen to two fifteen hundred to two thousand a Ooh. month for for a higher deductible plan. Yeah. I mean, you know, then the first five to seven thousand is probably out of your pocket anyways. Yeah. You know, versus if if you're at 65 well now it's medicare and that's a much different structure much more affordable so
0: you're riding your savings horse right now versus tapping into social right. security especially if you've gone before 62 cuz you can't turn it on yet right and then if you and then if you do need the money sorry all right well now we have got to turn it on at 62 cuz we've been tapping into our own stuff for a while right. well now you've got that haircut as well
1: yep yeah so again with all of it it's running the math to see does it work you know, does this long term picture look like? And if I retire a year, two, three years early, you know, can I make it work? And if it does, if it does, great. great, you know, and, and right. I've had clients that, that I mean, that was their goal. They're just done that. You know, let's see what we can do to make this work. OK, here's what we have to do. You know, your your planned lifestyle budget was X. We've got to trim that back a little bit, you know. So as long as you run the math and, and stay on course with it, um, it can work. The, the bigger risk with it, too, as you're walking down this, is that that's a much longer period of time. So you have to really monitor what is going on along the way and be very careful in those early years because, OK, you're younger, probably more active. You want to spend more. It's, it's easier to do that. But spending more in those earlier years is very, very detrimental long term. So and, and
0: sequence of return risk is probably going to play into this. So, I mean, you know, we want to be able to retire in any economy, but you may want to take that into account as well, right? Because if you're tapping into that while markets are down, that's not helping. Have either.
1: a plan. Make sure that, you know, if that's your goal, does it work? Don't just jump into it and, and you know, don't go to your advisor and say, Hey, I did a thing. You know, I, I decided I yeah. was, my boss ticked me off last week and I put my two week notice in, is this going to work? You know, let's, let's go.
0: Well, for this one, <laughs> For this one, right. For this one, the how to avoid it is you definitely got to have a strategy and a plan. Uh, and, and and if you're thinking, if this is on your radar and you're a few years away from it, then you may want to get real aggressive about savings between now and then, right? But definitely sit down with a professional and get a strategy in place and say, okay, You know, here's the target goal. How close are we to making this work? And that honestly works for any retirement conversation, whether you're planning on retiring at at normal retirement age of 65 or 67 or 70 or 55, right? right? It doesn't matter the age. Talk to an advisor and go, here's my goal. Here's my dream. Can we make it happen? And if so, how?
1: And I mean, if that is your dream, to the point a couple of topics ago, you're, you know, in those peak earning years, be planned to save a lot of your money to get to this goal. If you don't let the lifestyle creep, you you know, don't don't, don't let the lifestyle creep spend it all. And then, you know, two years later, say, hey, this is great. I'm going to retire early now because probably not going to work unless you've saved heavily to get there. So.
0: Yeah, true. Good point. All right. Final one is, uh, you know, money mistake for people over the last number of years has been, man, I really should have looked at some other tax tax bucket Mm -hmm. strategies. Um, I did the thing I was taught to do. Uh, I've been dumping into the 401k for 30 years and that's all Mm -hmm. I got. Right. Or that's all I got from a tax standpoint anyway. Uh and you know, so we've been seeing that the last number of years, yep. Phil. People are like, eh, other tax strategies might have been a good idea. I
1: mean, I've talked with clients about Roth conversions and just Roth's tax-free in general for years. I mean, it's always been a part of our process with my background as a CPA and that masters in tax. Right. But most of
0: but most, most right, but most of it. us don't get that right. conversation. You right.
1: Know, and it's I, I love the fact that it's starting to to come to light that hey, there is some opportunity. You know, make sure you understand how this works. Have some balance in those buckets Um, for sure. You know, you're you're at where you're at. There's nothing you can do to change that. So don't get down on yourself at this point. If you have everything in tax deferred, it's you and, you know, 95% of the the rest of the workforce out there. It's just to your point, what we've been trained to do. Understand where you're at now. How do we correct it and get a, a better balance in play? My concern with the Roth where we're at today is that it's starting to get so much light and, and media attention that I think people are almost going the other direction now, you know, where they're like, oh, Roth, this is great. Let's get everything moved to the Roth. I want to, you know, I don't want to have any tax tax deferred money. And that might be the wrong answer, too. Right. It, it comes back to balance. Understand Roth is good. But like every good thing, there's got to be a balance. And, and you can actually have too much of it where you paid way too much tax up front Getting everything into Roth that now it didn't really make sense long term.
0: Yeah, you bumped your bracket yep. trying to convert it, or, or, and don't forget, folks, that you, if you convert the money over, you can't touch it for five. Well, you years. can't touch, so you can't make sure touch sure the it's not money.
1: You can always get to the principal, you know, the so growth. That, that's always yeah, the advantage in, in doing Roth either contribution or conversions is that principle is liquid but it, it's still yeah it's it's typically that later type money in the roth you know so it's not something you want to plan on using early
0: right it's it's something which is fine as long as you as long as you plan for that right just okay let's do the conversion or whatever but we don't need to need it for a while which is good and that you haven't kicked yourself right. up a tax bracket because that's the biggie you know if you got a million dollars in your 401k and you're like well, you know Roth is you know, the answer this is what we're gonna do let's convert it all even if you can can pay the taxes on it. Do you really want to? Because it's going to be a higher did tax that bracket. That really makes so sense
1: long term. You man. want to.
0: You want a strategy. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times you talk. I talk with advisors, Phil, and they say, Yeah, maybe it's a three, five, or six, you know, whatever year conversion strategy where that way you're keeping yourself. It's you're a little at a time so that you're not jacking stuff up.
1: Generally, and again, depending on your scenario, you're not going to want everything converted to a Roth because right. making it simple. Even if okay. you had just Social Security and IRA money, you know, tax deferred money. Well, if you have everything moved over, then there's no taxable income at all. And and we all have a standard deduction, right? So we can all have, quote unquote, income, you know, up to for a married couple, mm-hmm. 25, 27,000, depending on age, you know, of deductible or deductions to offset income, right? So, You can always have money in that tax deferred account that's generating what would be generally taxable income, but then it gets offset by a standard deduction and you're still not paying tax. So a good reason not to have it all converted, have a balance, have a plan. What does this look like for you specifically long term?
0: And what it should look like is, like we said before, you know, if you don't if you want to avoid some of these money mistakes so that you're not stepping into stuff that others have already done. Well, go work with a financial professional who does it day in and day out because they've seen the money mistakes. Uh, And they have, you know, options and things and ways to look at seeing what you need to do for your unique situation and change that up. So that's the whole purpose of getting onto the calendar and having a conversation with a financial professional in your area. And of course, Phil's a CPA and a personal financial specialist. So he's looking at both sides of, uh, of offense and defense, if you will. Uh, so get yourself onto the calendar. You can stop by philstaxhacks.com. It's philstaxhacks.com. Call him at 248-888-7530 as well. If you'd like to get started right away and have a chat 248-888-7530. It's on the screen for those watching and video video form. And of course, you just heard me say it in audio form, or just stop by the website philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on all the major platforms as well as YouTube uh, for the video side. Phil, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Always appreciate it. You have yourself a good week. Catch you later. Uh, Trick or treat. Have yourself a great week. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts